We're back! Ah! Uh, it wasn't goodbye. We duped you, except that you already knew that because there was already a part three on the SoundCloud thing, but we won! I, I don't guess. know what he's talking about. <laughs> uh, they knew that there was a part three before we knew there was a part three. <gasps> yeah. Time travel's weird. Yeah. Okay, so at a certain credit card company, people are the worst. <laughs> like, freaking, I don't, I don't like, I don't like people. Um, I can deal with them, but there was, I must be doing something wrong, because people <laughs> keep hanging up on me. Like, I explain it to them, and I'm like, okay, this, this, and this. No, and people just things. don't like being wrong. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, here's what's happening. Okay, freaking, I was on an hour and a half long call between my break, and my first break and lunch. I took one call. Because it just lasted so freaking long. This lady was like, hey, why don't you have my payment? Why didn't my payment go through? I said it was returned, but I never got the money back. So why isn't it on your records? And so we looked through, and I tried, like, several times to kind of, like, okay, I don't think you put in the right account information. I don't think we got the right account number from you. She's like, no, no, you did. And so I was like, okay, then can I try putting it back in? Because the system will tell me immediately whether or not that's the one you put in and it was returned. And she was like, okay. And then she gave me four numbers. And I was like, can I get the the complete account number? And she's like, that is the complete account number. So what we ended up having to do was call her bank and have her verify with them so that they could talk to me about what was happening with that. And she, I was right. She didn't have the complete account number. She was only giving me the last four because of the asterisks that cover up the account number. And so I was like, oh my gosh. It took me an hour and a half to do that. And the poor lady at the bank that we had to talk to, we had to talk to, we talked to the general manager of the branch that her account was at because she was like, okay, normally this isn't something we're allowed to do. I'm the manager. I'm going to bend the rules a little bit to make sure that I can help you get this, get this situated and figure out what needs to be done. So we talked with her for about 20 minutes because this stupid lady kept interrupting her. Like, she kept trying to explain things and tell her what the problem was. And she kept interrupting her, like, no, that's not right. And it's like, I own your money. <laughs> you called us because you wanted an explanation. We're and, giving it to you. Oh, my goodness. Stop she was just... And the branch manager, she was like, okay, please stop interrupting me. You are speaking over me. And then she was having system issues, and her mic was turned way down. So we were like, hey, can you speak up? Or I was like, hey, can you speak up? We can barely hear you. And uh, the lady that had called uh, the certain credit card company was like, okay, well, uh, she kept like asking, what, what, what? I can't hear you. So the manager, she was like, she spoke up and she's like, can you hear me now? And the lady was like, don't yell at me. It's like, oh my goodness. Please stop. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, people can be frustrating an hour and a half with this lady when I explained to her the at issue, the beginning at the beginning and she was just like no yeah and oh my goodness it was just ugh and I don't know where she was trying to get her account number from um that she only had four digits of it like because it must have been on her other credit card statements because they do black that out in case anybody gets a hold of it. And so we, she, she only had those four. And so I had to like walk her through finding her account number on her checks because that was the only thing she had that had it on it. So I was yeah. like, okay, it's, it's these numbers. And she's like, oh, okay. And then she forgot four of them. 
The one that she, the last four that she had been telling me the entire time, she forgot them at the end of the account number on her check. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. So, thankfully, the, I, I love that, that manager, that general manager. I love her so much. Because um, at, at the end, she was like, okay, so that account number that you gave me that's on your check isn't complete. It's not a full account number. But if you were to use that number and those four, di those four digits that you've been giving him as the last four, then that would qualify as a complete account number for our bank. And so then I was like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> you are my favorite person. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I apologize to her. I was like, I'm sorry it took so long to that we had to call you and it took so long to get to the bottom of such a simple issue. And she was like, oh, no, same to you. And I, I feel like she was just sorry for me, just like, you poor man. <laughs> you had to deal with that woman the whole time. Oh, goodness. But it was... Yeah, I have stories now. I have a lot of people stories now. <laughs> um, and as long as I don't say who is who and what's what, no one will ever know where I work or who I'm talking about. So I can't get sued for it. <laughs> but, yeah. Ugh. Okay, so back to writing or stories and <laughs> things. Um, Storytelling. Yeah, that. So I like Mole. I like his books. They are more towards kids, but... They're still good. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, freaking in Beyonders, again, that, that's just what I'm reading right now, so that's what my, that's where my head is at. He introduces an entire race, like an entire uh, wizard-born race, something created by one of the wizards in the world, that's just cannon fodder. Like, the Drinlings, they're... The idea behind them is they took an eight, is that the wizard took the 80-year lifespan and shoved it into two. So, like, a few hours is several days for them. But because it's because they grow and develop so fast, they learn really fast. Their muscles grow really fast. They never have to sleep, and they can also eat whatever they whatever the heck they can find for nutrients. They can eat rocks and dirt, and basically how the author treats them, not how the characters treat them, um, but how the author treats them. Easy, non-impactful deaths. Yeah, it's just cannon fodder. Throw a bunch of them at the problem and see what happens. Zergrash, um, and like. I don't mind that so much. Like, it's in the lore that that's what they were made for. Uh, like, they're, they're a race that was actually made by Zokar, one of the old wizards. And he made them, like, in their... He put it into their, like, psychology and culture that they're meant to fight. And if they die fighting as a, either a sacrifice or anything like that, then, then you shouldn't mourn them. And that's just how they were supposed to die. And so it's like... It, it makes sense to a degree that that's how the author treats them. Um, but also, the, the it's just kind of annoying because it's like, oh, this person's cool, dead. Oh, okay. Oh, this person's dead. <laughs> All right. Hey, a new name, dead. Okay. And basically, Three if they're a dreamling, they're going to die. There are like three dreamlings that they've introduced that haven't died yet. Can we maybe kill a character anyone cares about? <laughs> they do maybe do that. see. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, I'm pretty sure you know who I was talking about who probably promised to kill like yeah. as he introduced them because it's like it, it's it is pretty obvious just how he set up how things work um I don't want to go too in detail because then it's like if you're oblivious to that kind of stuff then I don't want to be like oh yeah this dude dies so oh. uh, yeah there's stop 
Storytelling is really complicated if you want to do it right. And there are a lot of pitfalls you can hit. Like, one of the things you have to be careful about is just exactly how much information you're giving the person. The reader, audience, etc. Because if you set up something really cool and don't do anything with it, they feel gypped. And someone said, if there's a gun on stage, it should be fired by the end of the play. And sometimes that is very true. If you're setting something up, you put it prominently featured, and it's just nothing. The audience feels like you just wasted their time, and nothing you just said was worth anything. But then, if you say too little about something, and it comes out of nowhere, that's also making it feel like they wasted their time, because the thing that's, that was important wasn't even in the chapters they read. So, you know, yeah, um, foreshadowing is odd. Yeah, and writing excuses. I like that one. Um, I like terrible writing advice. The girl one. I, I don't know. I can't differentiate their voices, except that one's a girl and that one's a guy on the, on the writing excuses podcast. But the girl, she was talking about how... Um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if somebody if somebody's talking on a telephone. You don't need to describe that as a corded telephone, unless they use it to choke somebody out later in the book. Yeah, there is a place for fluff. Like, you can use the fluff as a way to build the character, like show how they react to something. <clears throat> but you can, like, whether or not they kill the spider, that can show a little bit about their character. It can. And if you want to bring back the spider at all, you can. You can do callbacks. You can do this and that. But if you describe every leg on the spider, <laughs> down to the hairs, you establish that it's highly venomous. And then they just squish it without any thought. Never comes up again. That's just dumb. Yeah. I remember in school, there was, uh, during an assignment, a lesson or whatever, it mentioned that this one book was considered by scholars the greatest work in English literature. Better not be that stupid Palm Street or whatever. Mango know. Street. No. The house on Mango Street is, Street is garbage. And it was required reading, and I hate it so much. And the teachers hated it too. <laughs> but the book that's considered by many as the greatest work in English, English literature is just about some guy going through his day. Starts when he wakes up, ends when he goes to sleep. Nothing unusual happens. It's excessively descriptive, and it uses usual, reader-hostile words as big as they possibly can, just because, even though they don't fit at all, they cram in as many letters as they possibly can, and obscure phrases and words, and it's praised for just being terrible. That's oh a bad gosh. book. Except as an example of what not to do if you want your audience to like the book. Yeah. People just want to feel smart. It's like Picasso's. And why they watch Rick and Morty. I hate that show. But, mm. um, there's a lot of just dumb stuff. I think one of the greatest <laughs> works of literature of all time is A Modest Proposal. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's it's so very good. impactful is... in history, and it's very entertaining. I can never remember and the guy's name. It just spat in the face of the British Parliament. Jonathan was... Swift, I think. Yeah. Just, it was... Awesome. Very effective. Yes, Jonathan Swift. Yeah. So, what it was, it's a satirical speech given by him to the English Parliament. He was the ambassador between um, England. England and Ireland. And it was during the Great Potato Famine of Ireland, of blah, 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 12. 
everything's of 12. <laughs> um, and he's talking about how since the British aren't going to give the Irish people what they need to survive, let them keep the food that they need to survive. They're dying anyway. So let's, let's eat the babies. The babies will be our new source of food. We'll kill them between the ages of like six months and two years. That's the best time to eat them. He heard this from his, his American friend, because Americans are, of course, savages. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love it so much. He's so sarcastic and just mean-spirited about it. But because it's so people are dying. funny. It is so funny. It is one of the go-to examples for satire and one of the greatest pieces of literature ever. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. I think it's in public domain. I'm going to read it. <laughs> I'm, going to I'm going to upload to SoundCloud at some point just me reading A Modest Proposal by Jonathan Swift in its entirety. <laughs> that is going to happen. You all need to hear it. It is beautiful. Now, for a, a paper about eating children, it sure did a lot of good. Oh, yeah, no. It, <laughs> he got arrested for it and thrown into jail because he called out Parliament on their crap, uh, and you're not allowed to do that in England. And so he got thrown in jail, and... He, but he actually, like, called them out, and they're like, oh, crap, people are And it was so notable, the way he wrote it and presented it, and the fact that he got arrested for it, other people looked into it. Yeah. And so people were like, holy crap, guys, we're taking their only food. <laughs> so then things Can started Can you deal like... without potatoes for a minute? <laughs> yeah. So then things started to actually happen, and it did eventually get resolved where Ireland was able to keep enough food for themselves. Um, British, the British still required them to send them the rest of their food that they didn't require to live. Because um, people wonder why Ireland doesn't want to be part of the UK. <laughs> I know. Um, and so... They, they, they There's still some have intense to, history between those two. Oh my gosh. And the greatest thing to come out of it, A Modest Proposal by Jonathan Swift. Oh uh, my gosh, it's so good. Uh, <laughs> Let's just cut out that whole exchange. <laughs> I don't want it in here. <laughs> Fair enough. This part is fine. After I say, let's cut out that whole exchange, that splices. <laughs> yeah, so you can wonder what Tanner did. <laughs> <laughs> no one will ever know. I don't know. Maybe uh. I just listed his credit card number. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a credit card number, maybe that would be, maybe that would be something, but, um, <laughs> I applied for a credit card, um, through the certain credit card company that I work at. And but the lack of credit history. Yeah, I got denied for every single one of their cards. But it was perfect zero zero. That's a hundred percent. So, I'm just gonna wait for my flaming dragons undefeated zero zero. <laughs> I love that. Um, but so I'm just gonna wait for my normal bank to get a credit card, like a credit building credit card, for noobs like me. Because he doesn't need a credit card right now. Yeah. So I'm just gonna wait for that to happen, and then I'll I'll get that from them because I actually like and trust my bank. Yeah. Um, the certain credit card company that I work for is not bad. Um, they're actually one of the better ones, from what I understand, and from some of the programs that they have. But uh, I, I'll just stick with my bank. Thank you very much. You know what I'm excited for? What? Crystal Chronicles. Oh my goodness, yes. I like that. It's such one. a good game, and it's cross-platform, and it's awesome. You can play with people on the phone. Yeah. Online. Yeah. Um, I wonder how many phones are just going to explode as people try to play it online. Man, I I wish I could play Dragalia on my Switch because be then nice. I wouldn't have to worry so much about my phone's battery life and I wouldn't have to use up so much of my storage space. If my phone would let me delete Uber and all the crap it has oh pre-installed, that would be great. I hate I'm those. never going to use Facebook or Uber. Please let me delete it. <laughs> 
It's so stupid. <laughs> I use Facebook Messenger, not Facebook. Get it out of here. Okay, so Facebook now has dating. Not actually dating. It's Tinder again, but Facebook. No, it's like time. carbon dating. Well, oh. it's they were born in 1892. <laughs> <laughs> but it's basically just the same old Tinder swipe game. Gross. And it's just. Um, the, the, the one thing that they do add is stalker mode. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> they, they allow you to have up to, I think it's nine secret crushes. And it's basically like, here are the people I'm stalking in case they like me. And it's like, okay. Facebook, are you okay? And no, you're very sick. Please lay down. <laughs> Facebook, go home, you're drunk. <laughs> so. Um, no I one will talk about Rune Factory 5. It's a thing? Yeah, they announced Rune Factory 5 right after Rune Factory 4S. Dude. Yeah. Nice. When did that come out? No idea. Oh. It's in development. And, like, Game Explain did a recap of the Nintendo Direct it was in and didn't even mention it. <laughs> like, holy crap, guys, this is your job. Your one <laughs> oh, thing in this video is listing everything announced in the Nintendo Direct, and you're not going to mention Rune Factory 5? That's ridiculous. Okay. I was upset. Yeah. Also... And I didn't even know that was a thing. Also, how is Etrian Odyssey going to work on the Switch? I don't think I don't, it will. I don't think it'll be as good. Um, like, the fact... Okay, Etrian Odyssey was perfect for two screens. If anyone doesn't know, it was a mostly typical dungeon crawler RPG that's somewhat more difficult than what we typically have nowadays. And the main gimmick is that you draw the map yourself. You're in a labyrinth, you have to draw the map on the bottom screen. And the fact... Because it's a, t it's a DS and 3DS game. Because it was a touchscreen and always on the map, it was easy to just go down a little bit, draw a few lines, keep moving. It was very simple, very smooth. Yeah. But if you have one screen, which they are planning on doing with the Switch, even though I'm pretty sure their core audience has not grown since the third game, it's a very niche thing. It is. It's niche enough they can charge $50 for a, a portable game handheld. And they make bank off of it. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> they make enough it. to keep it going. Yeah, but basically with a fairly small like it, audience. Really like it. Yeah, and I don't think they're getting very many new fans. So all their fans, maybe I'm assuming things, already have the console that they already have the engine for, and they're gonna go over to the Switch without two screens and make it there. And I, I don't, I don't get how they're gonna make that not horrible. Yeah, no, going in and out of the map screen and the map editor sounds awful. Just miserable. And then yeah. if it's auto-mapping, they, they do have an auto-map feature, but it's very basic. You have to go on the square, and then it highlights it, and it doesn't even fill in the walls or anything. They could auto-map, but it takes away the big gimmick of the game. Yeah. And it's a solid game other than that. Like, it still would be good, but it kind of loses it loses part of its core identity. Yeah. Alright, so... <sighs> part... Uh, we're coming up. Oh, yeah, we, part three. You want to just stop? Yeah. Okay. We're going to go away now. For real, have this fun time. in your life. Face Twitch Tamble Patreon, and check us out on Twitch. Itch. Love us. Ah!